Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Today's episode is sponsored by Worldwide Access Solutions Incorporated, a 24-7 clear advantage, a call center providing inbound and outbound services, and a licensed life and health insurance agency. You can visit them at wasi.com. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff. And each week here on the podcast, we provide you with an inspiring message about a peak performance topic and strategies on how you can master your mindset, as well as an interview with a high performer or someone who works in high performance. So thank you so much for joining me. If you're new to this podcast, I'd like to welcome you. Thanks for trying it out. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back for more inspiration and guidance. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you can receive future podcasts automatically. And if you like the message, a five-star rating always helps us um, get higher on the news and noteworthy section in iTunes. So this is a big week for the Camp Off Clan. We are launching our new program for athletes called Master Your Mindset for Athletes. And you can get updates on this program by texting mentally strong, which is all one word, to the number 228 28. So again, that's mentally strong, all one word to 22828, or joining my email list at cindracampoff.com, and I'll be sending you updates on the program this week. So today I am psyched to provide an interview with Josh Lifrak. Now, I love Josh's energy and passion and excitement for this work that you'll clearly feel during this podcast interview. And I've known Josh for several years now, and I love his passion for life and just helping people reach new levels of performance. Every time I hear him speak, I am so inspired to go after my dreams and goals. And what stood out to me about this interview with Josh today is his big plan for the Cubs organization in terms of mental training. Just like me, I think after the interview, you're going to be cheering the Cubs on all the way to the World Series because he got me pretty stoked about his vision for the Cubs organization. So he talks about his Cub acronym, which I think is pretty sticky and powerful. And he ends with discussing how each of us has a choice every day to live the life that we want in this world and to show up really our best energy and our best self. So it is a powerful interview full of energy. I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, let's bring on Josh Lifrak. Today, I am stoked to provide an interview with Josh Lifrak. And Josh is the Director of Mental Skills Program for the Chicago Cubs. So, Josh, tell us about your passion and what you do. Yeah, well, thanks, first of all, Sindra. It's, uh, it's awesome to, to join you. Those of you listening, if you don't know this, Sindra is one of the best in the biz in terms of sports psychology. So to be able to, to be on this podcast is an absolute honor for me, and I, I really appreciate her taking the time to, to give us a ring. Said, you know, my, my job is I'm the director of mental skills for the Chicago Cubs. Um, it's a great job. I love it. I love working with baseball players. Really, my passion, though, um, ultimately isn't just baseball players, it's human beings. And the reality of the situation is that in terms of your mind, your mind can create anything you want it to. You, you can create your life any, any way you want it to be. And that's one of the things that, that I've learned over the years dealing with, you know, le- teaching mental skills, teaching mental conditioning, sports psychology, that kind of a world, 
is that oh, however you think is how you're going to be. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Um, our goal, just so you guys understand, the, the Chicago Cubs, obviously, our goal is to win the World Series, but it's, it's a little bit more than that. Um, it's, it's to change the world. So we're going to do that through the vehicle of baseball. And when we win the World Series, it's going to change a lot of people's minds about what's possible and being a human being. So that's my passion. Josh, I knew that this was going to be awesome. I'm already fired up <laughs> talking to you at the beginning. Um, so t- tell me about the motto of changing the world and, and how do you plan to do that well, with the Cubs organization? Right. We haven't won a World Series in 100 and some odd years. And we're, we're cursed, quote unquote, and, and all this stuff. But none of that's true. Right. None of that's true. All there is is right now and right here. And and so how that changes the world is there's about you know, whatever, 5 million, 6 million people in Chicago. I don't even know how many people live in Chicago. But there's a whole bunch of people that never thought that that would be a possible situation, the Cubs winning the World Series. So when the Cubs win the World Series, people are going to have to rethink about all their thoughts about life in general. And and one of the things that we've been promoting and and, and pushing is this positive mindset, a growth mindset, uh, a belief in the self. Um, using the mental skills, using the mental tools. We have an incredible manager in Joe Madden who fully and completely believes in our training and, you know, really pushes that as well. And and so when you have a group of individuals, 25 to 40 individuals playing baseball, and they collectively buy into a mindset of belief, of um, togetherness, of working for each other, and great things happen, people take a look at that and say, wow, you know, maybe my life can be different too if I start doing things this way. Awesome. So you're going to help people see the possibilities for themselves and how they can break their own barriers down. Absolutely. Josh, tell us what you think the high performance mindset is. What does that mean to you? You know, you know, for us, it's it's different. You know, I kind of, it's funny because I have a little bit of an issue with the word performance, high performance mindset, because we're in baseball and it's it's you either win or you lose there's no tying there's no whatever you know it's you win or lose there's one winner at the end of the year so forming is great but we want to win and so for me high performance is is nice but ultimately i want to know what a winning mindset is i want to know what that mindset is that goes to that next level and and for us it's really you know about three factors uh courage the courage to do the things at the at the right time in the right place Urgency, having the urgency to want to get better right now and not wait till tomorrow or the urgency to get things done in a, in a, in a you know, quick manner. And then the belief, uh, the belief to do things the right way, the belief in yourself, the belief in your teammates, the belief in your coaching staff, the belief in your training. Um, I don't know if you figured out what that analogy is, but C-U-B, it's Cub. Oh, nice, Josh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So that's when we say it. We say it all over the place. That's Cub. That's Cub. That's Cub. You'll hear it all over our organization. And, and that's what we believe in, right? The courage to do things the right way, the urgency to do it right now, and the belief that we're going to get it done. Awesome. So courage, urgency, and belief. And I love how you put it in this, this really sticky way for people to remember. And then that way, it just allows um, your athletes to remember it all the time, right? You, they yeah. know what Cub is. Yes, they do. Um, Tell us what barriers that you experienced just in terms of implementing mental training with an organization. You know, do you have still people that might say, you know, I don't need to train my brain or why do I need, you know, this 
growth mindset stuff, this positive mindset stuff. What, you know, what do you do about that, Josh? Yeah, I mean, it, to be honest with you, I'm very lucky um, to be in the organization that I'm in. They, there is a, a very open mindset to everything that we're doing in terms of the mental skills program. This is year one of our program. Um, so there's initial barriers just in terms of logistics, in terms of getting people to not buy in so much. I mean, I think they're all in, but understand how to work with us rather than, you know, just kind of like, oh, just let them go do their job. You know, so it's a little bit more of the collaborative stuff. And we're getting to that. We're learning. We're, we're learning about the coaches and managers and the players and the players and the managers and the coaches are learning about us. So it's growing. But but ultimately, it's a, you know, the biggest barrier, I think, is that I'm not cloned, that there's not 10 of me uh, out there <laughs> doing it all the time because, you know, it's just it's just logistical. You know, we got teams in Venezuela, Dominican Republic, uh, South Bend, Indiana, Knoxville, Tennessee, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, or Mesa, Arizona, and then obviously our big club. So, you know, there's a lot of kids, too. There's probably about 300 kids that we're trying to reach and a lot of different staffs and stuff. So those are the biggest barriers. It's just I can't be everywhere at the same time. Not yet. I haven't Absolutely. figured that one out yet. So I'm getting there, <laughs> I'm getting there though. Wouldn't that be great if we could just clone ourselves? Yeah, right. Let's um, go. I could get so much more done if there was two of me <laughs> or five of me. Um, so, Josh, tell us about how you actually teach the, the cub mindset, the courage, urgency, and belief. For those people who are just curious more about how you do what you do, tell us just you know briefly how you might do that. Well, I mean, I think for, for there's 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 a three way process, and and I know you talked to the great Dr. Angus Mugford um, a couple weeks ago, and 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 I obviously worked with Angus for ten years at IMG, and you know one of the principles that we came up with down there was you know education, application, and support, and that's really how we go about our business. We educate the guys on you know the different principles and the different you know, um, science of the brain and, and how we think and how we can change our thoughts and, you know, all sorts of stuff, cognitive behavioral stuff, whatever, visualization, and we'll educate them on that. And then we'll help them apply it, apply it on the field, uh, in the cages, on the mound, in the dugouts, wherever we are, I'll support them through the process of growth. So that that's always been our model. Uh, that's the way I've learned how to do it as a professional, and uh, we're sticking to it because it kind of works. So education, application, and support. Excellent. And Josh, what do you see? You know, in terms of working with the best, you know, the nation's best performers. What do you see? What separates them from others? You know, what separates the really good ones for those from those that just you know maybe get into the organization, but they don't stay or they don't keep on moving up to the big league. Yeah, a game of baseball is their work. And, and there's a lot of differences between jobs and work, but work ultimately has a purpose. Uh, there's something there's something bigger behind it. There's something more that can drive them. You think about Simon Sinek's, you know, what's your why type stuff. You know, there's a, there's a why there uh, for those guys. Um, and it leads them to being professionals. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, they understand that the game of baseball is a craft, right? And they're going to cultivate that craft and they're going to work that craft and they're going to keep, you know, they're not going to be satisfied. They, they go in and they, and they go four for four, three for four. They're happy, but they also know, Hey, there's more to do. There's more to do. I, I can get better than I am right now. Maybe I got to work on my fielding. Maybe I got to work on, you know, my base running, whatever. They're always trying to find another way, another level uh, of getting better. So they're, they're, that, that satisfaction being sated never happens. So they don't settle, but they're honest with themselves in terms of what can they really improve on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I know you've worked with a lot of different 
sports, Josh. So what do you think in terms of what what's different in terms of baseball compared to the other sports that you work with? Yeah. That you have worked with. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I always I always think baseball and golf golf are are the most similar um sports in in this in this sense that uh, baseball players and golfers spend a, an inordinate amount of time in their own mind, right? So you think about soccer, you think about basketball, you think about even football, it's lots of action, lots of action, lots of action, and it's kind of fluid, right? I mean, even American football, it's a play, you have to think about the play, there's this, there's that, and then it's, it's go. Whereas baseball, it's stop in your own mind, in your own mind, in your own mind, in your own mind, get back in the box, go. You know, and it's and it's and and the action of baseball, which is kind of crazy, is, you know, in a three and a half hour game or three hour game, I'm a right fielder, and I may have nine minutes of physical action that that, you know, impact the game. I might get two or three balls hit to me. I might have three or four at bats. You know, maybe the three or four at bats last a couple minutes each. There's a lot, a lot of time in your own mind. Uh, I guess is the biggest thing where, it, and it's not so fluid. It's stop, start, stop, start. So it kind of really works for us in terms of mental skills. There's a lot to do there. There's a lot to do to be able to clean out. I always talk about erasing the board, right? Think about a chalkboard and you put a bunch of things on the chalkboard. Well, if there's a ton of things already on the chalkboard, there's no room to write anything new. So, and it's very tough to focus on any one thing because there's a ton of things on it. Well, if you erase that chalkboard and you get that nice and clean, then you can write whatever you want to write in there. And if you know what to write, if you know what to focus on, then you can write it clearly, boldly, loudly, and the people can see it and understand it. And how do you teach them how to erase the chalkboard or erase their mind, really, kind of what you're saying, stay in the current play? Yeah, we do a lot of meditation uh, with our players, um, and we're going to be implementing that over more and more. Um, so we've been really talking about being mindful uh, and having a mindfulness practice, um, because mindfulness isn't just now here and now it's it's a practice you got to keep working at it and so we've done a lot of that we definitely talk about getting into routine inside the box outside the box we're lucky enough to work with uh, dr ken revisa as well he works with our big league club and, and he's amazing um you know and so he really he really pounds that that routine routine place you know hard and loud um and so our guys really understand the value of it um and really for us it's you know being able to wipe the slate clean so we can get into the fight if you think about a boxer or MMA guy, you know, if they go into the ring with anything other than what they're about to do, it's going to get ugly quick. So we kind of talk to our players about that as well as, hey, you're getting in a fight right now. You're getting in the box. This is a fight. Get yourself ready. How are you going to get yourself clean and then get in there? You know, if anybody wants to check out Ken Revis's work, he's at Cal State Fullerton as a professor. And um, I really like what's that? He just retired. He's retired. Oh, he did. Professor. Wow. It's I didn't know that. But I really like his book, Heads Up Baseball, right. because, I, yeah, it's really helped me just when I worked with baseball players as well. So if anybody's interested in that, check it out. Um, you know, one of the things that you already mentioned, Josh, was the importance of, uh, you know, your athletes having their why front and center and how that drives them. So what's your why and why are you doing what you do and what fuels you every day to keep on going with it? Uh, there's, there's really a couple different factors. I think number one is, like we talked about earlier, um, there's a bigger purpose to, to what we do. And, 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 you know, our mission statement for the mental skills program is we're here to develop winning people. That, that's our job. It's our, that's our work. Excuse me. That's our work is to, is to develop winning people. So for me, that's, that's, that's my why is helping these guys and seeing these guys get it. 
when when they get it, when that moment clicks, when you see them doing something that maybe they weren't doing a, a month before or two months before, when you see them really locking in and, and taking a breath and getting themselves clear, when you see them, you know, having a better mindset about things and a better attitude about things, man, that that's what it's all about for us is is impacting lives. Ultimately, you know, maybe maybe 10 of our minor leaguers are going to make it to the major leagues, you know, throughout the years, maybe 12, 15, you know, we got 300. So we're using baseball as a vehicle for development of human beings. That's passionate. I love that. Um, Tell us about a time that you failed, Josh, what you learned from it. And so that can help, you know, us learn from our mistakes and our failures as well. Yeah. I think the biggest failure I've ever had professionally uh, was working with a high profile division one football team. And uh, we were ranked really high in the preseason and ended up being just awful. Um, And, it was my first go around in a big profession, a big division one football setting. And had I to do it again, I would have laid the groundwork for success. In other words, I was letting them drive the bus and sure. telling me what to do versus, hey, this is how it works best. I'm the expert in this specific field in mental conditioning. I know this. I know how to do this. I know how it works best. This is how we're going to set it up. That that was my learning lesson is I should have gone about it that way versus just kind of hanging around and just being happy to be there. I think that was, that's my biggest, that's my biggest failure as a professional. It's funny because it was a massive success too, because it was this huge D one school, um, even just to get the contract, but the failure was not implementing and executing the way that we know how we can do. And what did you learn in terms of like what you can, what, what do you do differently now? I mean, especially starting with the Cubs, my guess is you laid the groundwork pretty clearly on what you are about and what your philosophy is. So, I mean, I have a five-year plan, really. (laughs) I mean, we've laid out about three or four of them in paper, but in my mind, it's about four or five years. Um, And so that's been laid out uh, very clearly and accurately with very specific goals to meet and very specific criteria to accomplish. Um, And I think that's, that's good for anybody doing anything, making sure that you know where you're going. Um, Even this year, planning for our instructional league here, that's just going to start next week, you know, being able to go back to last year's and just documented everything and just take a look at it, where we were successful, where we need to get better. You know, um, we're constantly evaluating. I think that's another thing we talk about, um, you know, had enough time around the military and whatnot. And and there's something in the military called after action reports, AARs. And those are fantastic. Just being able to, sit down after you've done a season and go, okay, where did we do well? Where can we do better? You know, go after an instruct. Where did we do well? Where do we do better? You know, and then, you know, spring training. So those are, you know, types of things we're constantly documenting. And then we also have very set goals that we're uh, expected that I'm expecting my team to meet and that I'm expecting to meet myself. So you have it well laid out. You have a clear plan on what you plan to do with the Cubs in terms of mental conditioning and, you got it. You got it in your mind. Now it's just taking action. Josh, tell us about an aha moment that you've had in your career and how it can help us learn something about high performance. There's been so many of them and they're constantly happening. Um, I think that's the big key. I think the aha moment is just being awake and aware. Right. I remember um, the British Prime Minister Tony Blair was talking about, you know, when the Buddha when the Buddha was at his deathbed and they asked him, you know, what the secret to life was, he said, stay awake. And that's it. You know, just stay awake, stay aware, stay open. And I think the thing in baseball that's really different from other mental conditioning situations is that the, how you 
perform as a mental conditioning coach in baseball is very similar to the game in the sense that there'll be days where not much happens. Um, you don't talk to a lot, you talk to guys, but you don't do a lot of work. You're just kind of around, um, and you're being there. And then the moment happens and, you know, like then you have 10 guys asking you a question and you have to know the answer right then and right there. Uh, and you got to be prepared to have the right stuff go and, and give them tools to use in that situation. You can't go, I don't know, man, whatever you think, it's not going to work. You know, and you can't make something up either because you have to be authentic about it. Um, and so that's been a kind of a learning lesson for me in, in professional baseball is the, you know, I was talking to my friend Justin Sua and he talked about, you know, letting the game come to you. Um, and sometimes you got to do that in the game of baseball. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Let the game come to you. you got to be patient. And just what <laughs> I talked about, you got to, I'm a excitable, energetic guy who wants to get things done now, but sometimes getting things done now isn't the right time to do them. And so you have to wait for those open opportunities. Um, I just heard a great story about, you know, butterflies and cocoons and caterpillars. And, 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 you know, if as the caterpillar tries to break out of the cocoon, if you go and you touch the caterpillar and try and help it, help it, you know, help, help it become a butterfly and open up the cocoon for it, it can't fly because its wings aren't strong enough. So it ends up dying. So you have to let it struggle. You have to let it struggle to fight its way out of the cocoon, and then it's strong enough to fly. A lot of times that's what you have to do is you have to step back and let the kids figure it out on their own, give them the tools to figure it out, but you got to step back. I, I, there was a kid, one of our prospects this year was like one for 25 at one point, and I just looked at him and I said, look, you're going to figure it out. I'm here to help, but I know you can do this, and I know you know you can do this, and I'm just going to be here on the sidelines, and when you figure it out, let me know where it is. And that advice for him was really he really appreciated that because he had already had five people come up to him to try and fix him, quote unquote. What you just said was really impactful. Um, you know, when I asked you about your aha moment, you said they happen all the time. You just have to be awake and aware. Love that. Um, and then the importance of struggling that you can't just intervene with someone to make it make it better, that we all have to struggle um, and let the game come to us. So we believe here at the High Performance Mindset, Josh, that you should have dreams that are a little scary because if you just have dreams that you know you can reach and it become, becomes comfortable, you don't stretch yourself. Right. So tell us about a dream that you have that might be a little scary. Uh, pig piling on the mountain in Wrigley Field after we win the World Series. And that's, that's our all of our dreams right now. That's it. That, I mean, that, that to me would be that's 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 it that's the pinnacle for us right now once once i get there and i jump on that pile and drink the champagne and all that good stuff and stay up for three straight days then i'll set another one but right now that's it that's awesome um and what's scary about that because <laughs> it hasn't been done in 104 years 103 years whatever i don't even know how many years it is it's like 100 and change i don't even know what the change is though it's just 100 plus so it doesn't matter <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not scary, though. It's exciting, you know, but it keeps me up at night. It keeps me up because I'm constantly, how can we do it? How can we do it? How can we help? How can we help? How can we help? And so that's, you know, that's, that's what keeps, it keeps me up at night, but it's not scary. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm going to be so excited for the Cubs when they win <laughs> the World Series, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to be following along. <laughs> 
Um, so, Josh, I know I sent you the top 10 traits of high performers. Yeah. Which one do you think that you exhibit the most on that list? In terms of me, it's probably a little bit of the coachability factor, being able to be willing to just be open to things. Um, I don't have the list right in front of me, so I kind of forget exactly all of them. Um, but I know coachability was one of them. This is what they were. Um, they're gritty. So they kind of they work towards their goals, which um, you're talking quite about about grit. Uh, they know their why. Yeah. Um, they master their thinking. They have high self-awareness. They control the controllables, choose empowering emotions. They're comfortable being uncomfortable. They are themselves. So they're authentic. They're compassionate so they can get over mistakes. And then they dominate the moment. So the top 10 traits of high performers, Josh, do you think that you exhibit the most? I have a clear purpose at work right now. Uh, without a doubt, win the World Series. So that one is pretty pretty clear, and we've defined it also in terms of developing, you know, winning human beings. So those are pretty clear. Um, I think in terms of myself, the one I need to work on, without a doubt, is uh, is, is choosing empowering emotions. Uh, I'm a pretty emotional guy, uh, and so frustration is a real uh, factor for me, and I need to, to work on that. Um, but, you know, I think that helps in terms of number one, which is grittiness. And I think that, that for me, I'm willing to get dirty. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, stay classy, but get dirty. Right. And I think you have to do that in our field. Um, you just, you stay classy, get dirty. So taking the high road on things, but willing to be on the road, willing to be, you know, 150 days away from your family, willing to be, you know, just fighting through when you're really tired and still getting work done. Um, so those those are ones I think for me the uh, having a clear purpose and, and being gritty and then I really need to work on the the emotion thing. <laughs> We're gonna go to the speed round, um, and so just think of the first thing that comes to your mind. Just answer it. You know, you just mentioned Josh that you do a lot of reading. So what's one one book that you'd recommend us to read, or maybe someone to follow, or a podcast that you listen to that could help the audience? Yeah, uh, book. Uh, the Art of Learning. That's the best book I've written, in, written, uh, sorry, written, uh, read in the last five years. Um, it's Josh Watskin, I believe is his last name. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal book. Um, number two podcast that I listen to, obviously The High Performance Mindset by Cindric Ampon. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, um, entrepreneurship, uh, I, I think out of Nashville, Tennessee, those guys are great. And then um, Radio Lab. Uh, out of New York City, uh, a good friend of mine works as the sound engineer there, and it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal. Just gets you thinking, thinking about different things in life and science, and just they do a great job in terms of putting together podcasts. And what's one word that people would describe you as, Josh? Energetic. I agree. Loud. <laughs> Loud's another one. What's the yeah. best advice that you've received that has helped you today? Best advice that that I've received is 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 you know stay true to yourself, be yourself. Without a doubt, uh, I think those, that, that's the hugest thing is is be authentic. I mean, that's the best way to put it. It's impossible to be someone else, right? We can't be. <laughs> Somebody else is already taken, right? Exactly. Um, and what's a success quote that you live by, or is there a phrase that you continually, you know, think about? Yeah, things turn out best for those that make the best out of the way things turn out. Uh, John Wooden. So that one, that, that's it. Things turn out best for the, those who make the best out of the way things turn out. So you're going to get stuff all the time. Life is 10% what happens and 90% how you react. So react well, because you're going to get a bunch of stuff that you probably don't want. You're going to get some stuff that you love, but it doesn't matter. What matters is how you 
address that and deal with it and who you're being in those moments. And final question, Josh, what advice would you have for any high performers who are listening? So that would be athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, business leaders. What advice do you have them about mindset? I think, I think ultimately is, you know, you get a choice every single day of who you're going to be in, in, in anything that you do. Right. And, and, and I want to be clear that I'm talking about being, cause we're human beings. We're not human doings. And so decide who you're going to be before you do anything. So if I'm going to go into a situation and I've decided to be energetic, enthusiastic, and compassionate, well, guess what? My actions are going to follow that. So you always have to be who you're going to be before you can go and do what you're going to do. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Josh, if people want to follow you or um, I know people want to follow you because you are so inspiring today, what would be the best way that they can connect with you? Yeah, ca- Catch me on Twitter. I think that's the best way. Um, I, I'm, I'm putting up stuff there all the time, um, mostly, honestly, for my guys. Um, cause I have a lot of the minor leaguers follow me on Twitter. So a, a lot of the stuff that I put out is, is for them. Uh, but it can certainly be, you know, uh, fun and interesting for others. We, we just finished the season about halfway through the season. We ended up doing the word of the day. One of the minor league players, uh, the story behind it was just, Hey, you know, Hey man, what's the word? And I didn't have a word talk about being ready. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't have a word today, but I'm going to have a word every day for the rest of the season. And so on Twitter, we ended up doing a word of the day. Um, and it was just like a word to live by, you know, kind of um, going off of John Gordon's, you know, word of the year kind of deal. So we just said, hey, word to live by for the day. My my personal favorite one was Sasquatch. I don't know why, but I just love that word. <laughs> and how does that help you? Tell us more about Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't know. I just It was just hilarious. I just, I was laughing about it. Actually, it was, it was because we were, I was out in Eugene, Oregon, and they have a giant Sasquatch in front of the, our home uh, stadium. It's the University of Oregon's uh, uh, stadium. We use that. And, uh, and we had gotten beaten the night before. And I was thinking about those, uh, those beef jerky commercials with Sasquatch in them. And even if he gets, even if he gets punked, he ends up like throwing the guy all over the place. So my thought was, Hey, we're, we're going to be Sasquatch tonight. We're just not going to take anything. We're going to go and beat the heck out of these guys. <laughs> Love it, Josh. What's your so, Twitter, Twitter handle for those who want to listen? At Lifrak Attack. L-I-F-R-A-K Attack. So Awesome. Josh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and uh, for helping people master their mindset who are listening. There were so many important things that I, I heard you talk about. The things that stood out to me was the CUB acronym having courage to do the right thing, having urgency, and then having the belief that you can do it. The other things that stood out to me was being awake and aware for those aha moments because they're coming at you every single day, you know, and it's just not something that happens just once in every five years. If you're really paying attention, those aha moments can come up more frequently you talked about making a choice every day to being the best human that you can be and showing up at really at your best self. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today, Josh. You're, you're a rock star. My absolute pleasure. Come on, man. You're the rock star. You got like 75,000 Twitter followers. You know, I can only dream. That's my, that's my I, scary goal to have is more followers than, than Syndra on, on Twitter. <laughs> and I I am going to be cheering the Cubs on all the way go Cubs, go. to the World Series. Let's go. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate when it. When we win, I'll come back on and I'll sing the I'll sing the song for you. Okay. That'll be perfect, and we'll all be celebrating with you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Syndra. Thanks for the time today. 
Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. Are you signed up for Syndra's weekly email with free mental tools and strategies for high performance? Why the heck not? Text Mentally Strong, all one word, to 22828 or visit syndracampoff.com.